For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero, here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m., You can also stream us by going to www.fed.com or you can find us on iTunes by searching The Essentials of Healthy Living. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We have one of our uh, special guests that I'm very, very excited about. He's just come out with a new book related to Alzheimer's disease and dementia, which is a hugely important topic. We know that the rates of Alzheimer's and dementia are skyrocketing in our population and the interventions designed to combat this condition continue to fall short. And I've had other um, compelling guests who specialize in this area that have introduced these concepts that one of the reasons why this is the case because of the way that it is being approached. It's being looked at as a singular entity. And what researchers in medicine continues to try and do is look at single avenues of treatment, looking at single drug therapies or single mechanisms that are responsible for the changes that occur in an Alzheimer's or dementia brain. And what we really know, based on what the actual research shows us over the last 10 to 15 to 20 years, is that it is a multifactorial condition. And really, the only chance we have of combating the increasing rates of Alzheimer's disease is to look at it as a multifactorial disease or condition and approach it from that perspective. Now, nobody knows this better than our special guest today. Dr. Dale Bredesen is an internationally rec- is internationally recognized as an expert in the mechanisms of neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's disease. He graduated from Caltech, then earned his medical degree from Duke University Medical Center in Durham, North Carolina. He served as chief resident in neurology at the University of California, San Francisco, before joining Nobel laureate Stanley Prusner's laboratory at UCSF as an NIH postdoctoral fellow. He held faculty positions at UCSF, UCLA, and the University of California, San Diego. Dr. Bredesen directed the program on aging at the Burham Institute before coming to the Buck Institute in 1998 as its founding president and CEO. He is the chief medical officer of MPI Cognition, In spring 2017, he will star in a documentary with follows patients on his protocol. You can learn more about his work by visiting www.drbredesen.com. You can also learn about his work by going on PubMed, which is the National Medicines of Libraries Research Archive, and searching for his name and all of the 20-plus published studies that he has produced. Now, the new book that he has released is called The End of Alzheimer's, the first program to prevent and reverse cognitive decline. The book is described as a groundbreaking plan to prevent and reverse Alzheimer's disease that fundamentally changes how we understand cognitive decline. Everyone at this point knows someone who has survived cancer, but until now, no one knows anyone who has survived Alzheimer's disease. In this paradigm-shifting book, 
Dr. Bredesen offers real hope to anyone looking to prevent and even reverse Alzheimer's disease and cognitive decline, revealing that Alzheimer's disease is not one condition, as I just talked about, it's current, as it's currently treated, but three. The end of Alzheimer's outlines 36 metabolic factors, micronutrients, hormone levels, sleep, that can trigger what's called downsizing in the brain. The protocol shows us how to rebalance these factors using lifestyle modifications like taking simple things like a B12 supplement to eliminating gluten, gluten or improving oral hygiene. The results are impressive. Of the first 10 patients on the protocol, nine displayed significant improvement within three to six months. And since then, the protocol has yielded similar results with hundreds more. Now the end of Alzheimer's brings new hope to a broad audience of patients, caregivers, physician, physicians, and treatment centers with the fascinating look inside the science and a complete step-by-step plan that fundamentally changes how we treat and even think about Alzheimer's disease. You can get the book by visiting Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And again, the book title is called The End of Alzheimer's, The First Program to Prevent and Reverse Cognitive Decline. Dr. Bredesen, thank you for taking the time out of your, I'm sure, very, very busy schedule to share with us the information in your book. Thanks very much, Kevin. You're welcome. So um, before we get into the nuts and bolts, can you tell us a little bit about your um, career, your you know history as a doctor, what led you and what things in your career have culminated to you finally coming out with this book? Because people don't just arrive at, I'm going to write a book on Alzheimer's overnight. I mean, this has got to be a culmination of many years of research and work. You're absolutely right. I became fascinated by the brain when I was actually 18. I was a freshman at Caltech and read a, a book called The Machinery of the Brain by Dean Wooldridge and uh, just got excited about the similarities uh, with computers. And so I went to medical school and studied the brain and then through neurology residency. And, of course, I realized, as many people do when they start to study neurology, that there was not a lot you can do for the patients. So it's not a, as you know, it's actually not a, a subspecialty in which there is a lot of effective treatment available. So I went to the lab. We have had the lab up now for 28 years. Uh, and looking at one big question, what is the fundamental nature of the neurodegenerative process? Could we understand that well enough so that we could actually start to bring about some of the first effective treatments? And as you indicated, there really hasn't been anything for Alzheimer's. And so the patients, it's a really difficult situation where the doctors tell the patients, you know, you have Alzheimer's, there's nothing we can do. And so with transgenic mice and with the cell models and things like that, um, after many, many years, we started to look at what Alzheimer's disease actually is. You know, where does it come from? Why is it so common? And is there something we can actually do about it? And to make a very long story short, what we found was that like other complex chronic illnesses, there are many contributors, as you indicated, and that there is a fundamental balance. So just as in osteoporosis, you have osteoblastic activity, bone-forming activity, versus osteoclastic activity, bone remodeling activity, we found that the same sort of thing happens in Alzheimer's. You actually have synaptoblastic activity, making synapses, making memories, and you have a balance with 
synaptoclastic activity, which is taking up memories, which is remodeling. You're actively forgetting, you know, the seventh song that played on the radio on the way to work yesterday. Many, many other things. And of course, over your lifetime, you are just remembering those critical things that you have, how to drive and how to work and how to speak and how to calculate all those things. And what we found is that everybody with Alzheimer's is on the wrong side of that balance. So the question was, could we alter that balance and make a difference? And what we found, in fact, we published back in 2014 and then again in 2016, the first examples of people who had reversed their cognitive decline. So it's the very beginning. Uh, About a 1,000 people now are on this protocol. Lots more to do, clinical trials to do, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But we're excited about the fact that for the first time we're seeing people get better from this disease, and we describe that in the book. Um, the stories from these people's lives are so exciting when they, you know, when they go back to work, when they are back with their families and, and doing much, much better. So very beginning, there's a lot more to do. We need to know a lot more about this, but at least we're seeing now that there is something that can be done. Yeah, and that probably one of the first centers or some of the first research to show that there is something that can be done, especially if it's repeatable. And I know that it's a difficult paradigm in the classic model of research because usually it's a double-blind, placebo-controlled environment where you just use one intervention plus a placebo. And I'm guessing that the programs you're implementing are sort of addressing multiple aspects of physiology, correct? Exactly. This is much more extensive. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, uh, you know, why would we ever think that it wouldn't be required to have that to have it that way? Because if you think about it, this is a complex chronic illness. Uh, you know, a hundred years ago, we were all dying from simple infectious illnesses, things like pneumococcal pneumonia and diphtheria and tuberculosis. And of course, the, the great advance of the 20th century in medicine, of course, was to develop anti-infectious agents, mm-hmm. antibiotics, um, and to be able to conquer these diseases. The problem is that we assumed that these other diseases could be treated the same way. In other words, we were using a checkers strategy for what is now a chess match. We are all now dying pretty much to a one from these complex chronic illnesses such as cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. cancer, and neurodegenerative diseases. And these things have many, many different contributors. So the idea that you would just address one of them and make people better is actually an overly simplistic notion. So the idea is to look at all of the different contributors. And we tell the patients, imagine you have 36 holes in your roof. If you patch one of them with a drug, that's fine, but don't forget to patch the other 35. Mm -hmm. There are going to be other things. Patching one alone doesn't really help you that much. So the critical piece here is to identify all of the contributors for each person, and we use a computer-based algorithm that we developed to do that, and we evaluate larger data sets. You know, this is another big problem. You go into your doctor, say, I'm having trouble with my memory, or I'm having trouble with organization or calculation, and the doctor measures a few things like your serum sodium and your serum potassium, and then no surprise says, well, you have this thing called Alzheimer's. It's mysterious. We don't know why you have it. Well, you didn't look far enough. And so then the the person has nothing to offer except a drug which will patch one hole um, and really doesn't help you all that much. So you have to look much more deeply. And certainly this is happening in many other conditions such as type 2 diabetes to say, okay, let's, let's not give you a drug. Let's ask why did you develop type 2 diabetes or 
looking at uh, cardiovascular disease. Yep. You know, if your cardiologist said to you, hey, Kevin, you know, just uh, cut out the cupcakes, but go ahead and leave the French fries and leave the uh, cheeseburgers and don't do any exercise and don't worry about your blood pressure, you'd say, what kind of a lousy cardiologist are you? Mm-hmm. And, and so we should be doing that also when we're looking at the mind. Absolutely. It's a complete shift of in paradigm of medicine and looking at how to treat complex conditions. And I think you're right that it's still a checkers game is, is what people are trying to play from cardiovascular disease to diabetes. You know, it's usually just handled with pharmacology and no other real approaches. And it, it doesn't always create the protection and the outcomes that we want. That's why we still see rates of heart disease as number one killer of Americans, yet we're prescribing more cholesterol-lowering drugs than ever before, and cholesterol is a part of it, but it's only one part of it. So like you said, you got to fix all the holes on the roof. So we want to talk specifically about neurology today. I think what we're going to do, Dr. Bettison, is take a, a short break after that introduction so we can get right down to the nuts and bolts of the book, and you can start sharing with us some of the compelling information that you have re- uh, discovered over the years of your research and help us understand what is going on with the brain and how we can create a plan to reverse and prevent Alzheimer's disease, which is really groundbreaking work. So don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials Health of Healthy Living, and we're going to be back right after these words. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. 
Want to save money on vitamins, herbal remedies, and other health care needs? Then visit Village Green Apothecary during our big summer sale. Through July 14th, you can save big on vitamins, herbal remedies, and other nutritional products. Save 30% on our popular top quality pathway brand. Save 25% on other supplements. And save 20% on body care products. At Village Green, we have just what you need for a healthier lifestyle. Stop by Village Green Apothecary's big summer sale, 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland, or shop online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Don't forget to tune in next week. My wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be returning. Today we are talking with Dr. Dale Bredesen. He is a um, neurologist, uh, medical doctor, and he has been doing research on the brain for the last 28 years and has come up with a new book called The End of Alzheimer's, the first program to prevent and reverse cognitive decline. You can find the book on Amazon.com or on the Barnes & Noble website. You can also learn more about the Buck Institute, where he actually practices and sees patients in Northern California by visiting Dr. Bredesen, D-R-B-R-E-D-E-S-E-N, Dot com. Dr. Bredesen, thank you for taking the time with us. In the last segment, we were discussing about some of these fundamental shifts that need to occur when addressing a complex condition like Alzheimer's disease or dementia and cognitive declines. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of the book, are there any other basic concepts or broad concepts that you think people need to start to comprehend in really grasping the idea behind your treatment approaches for a complex condition like Alzheimer's disease? Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I think that it's important to look at the overall setup here. Uh, as, as you alluded to earlier, you know, we all want to see a double-blind placebo-controlled trial. This uh, work that we're doing all started that way. Back in 2011, we proposed the first comprehensive trial for Alzheimer's and pre-Alzheimer's, and this was to be carried out in Australia, where we did look at all these 36 different factors. And it was actually turned down by the both the public and private IRBs there with the idea that a trial is supposed to only involve a single variable. Well, the problem is that the disease is more complicated than that. So again, if we continue to throw a single change at patients who have a disease that's complicated, how much is that going to help? Even if you look at something as simple as HIV, which is a little retrovirus, of course, there wasn't a great advance until three different medications were combined. Uh, Alzheimer's is much more complicated than that. So is it going to take 10, 12, 15? I mean, our guess is it's going to be the 36 that we've been looking at and maybe more. So the idea is we're going to have to find ways to do multivariable clinical trials because these are multivariable diseases. The second concept here is that we are going to have to get larger data sets. You know, we, it, it's so interesting to me that we use computers for things like driverless cars and flying airplanes and, of course, your iPhone, all these things. In all these things, we have to match the program itself, the complexity of the program, with the complexity of the task. The one place where that's not being done is in medicine. So here in medicine, you have an incredibly complex organism, the human being. And 
something goes awry with diseases. And so instead of looking at a very, very complex data set, we look at a very, very tiny data set. And of course, with all the third-party payers, et cetera, we're looking at even smaller data sets, just a very few things. Now, imagine you climbed into that airplane, uh, you know, to fly across the ocean, and they said, look, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to evaluate anything except the temperature of the left wingtip. We're not going to be able to see out the, the windshield. We're not going to have any altimeter. Well, you know, the, the plane would crash. That's what's happening in medicine. We're not evaluating data sets that are complex enough to tell us why the diseases are occurring. 20th century medicine was about what is it? What is the diagnosis? Is it heart disease? Is it measles, broken leg, what have you? 21st century medicine is about why is it? And, and people have referred to this as integrative medicine or functional medicine. It's that, but it's also adding much larger data sets where the computers will be our expert systems that will help us. We need to know an entire genome. We need to know the proteome, the lipidome, the metabolome, so that we can then see what is actually causing these complex chronic illnesses. We can then prevent them and reverse them. And of course, the earlier the better. So we have to change fundamentally this notion that we had 100 years ago where we say, yeah, wait for the symptoms to occur, like in pneumococcal pneumonia, you know, wait for the symptoms to occur, treat with a monotherapy, uh, go home, and things will probably be okay. It simply hasn't worked for complex chronic illnesses. So we need to change fundamentally the way we deal with these. Yeah, and it's great to hear you say that because that is a... a paradigm shift that des is desperately needed in medicine, but doesn't seem to be progressing fast enough. Um, but, you know, it's great to see people doing such great work and at the top of their field like yourself, really recognizing that this is the only way that we're going to really make headway with these complex conditions. So let's talk about the nuts and bolts of the book. Let's talk about 28 years of, you know, intensive research from brilliant minds. What it has, what has it come up with? So we've got some questions about sure. the book and about some concepts related. So we're going to start off. Can you tell us a little bit about the APOE4 gene variant? So now we're talking genomics that is associated right. with Alzheimer's disease. And, you know, should everyone be checked for it if they have a memory problem? Yeah, that's a very good question. And that's something that is changing as well. So what happens is that about 25% of the population, so about 75 million Americans, will carry a specific gene. And of course, you have two copies. You have one from your mother and one from your father. And APOE is short for apolipoprotein E. It is a protein encoded by your genome that carries lipids. So it carries fat around. So in that sense, it's a little bit like your butcher. It carries around fat. Uh, and you have it in three different, just as you can have blue eyes or brown eyes or green eyes, you can have APOE 2, 3, or 4. So, for example, I'm a 3-3. Three, three. Um, that's the most common. That's kind of standard. Uh, and um, that is one that's not associated with any increased risk for Alzheimer's. Um, this is something that actually appeared with the appearance of hominids between 5 and 7 million years ago. It is different than the APOE of a chimp, for example. 
And now ApoE4 was the primordial one for hominids. It's the one that we all carried, two copies of ApoE4, that's all there was, for 96% of hominid evolution. It's just been in the last 220,000 years that ApoE3 appeared, and then in the last 80,000 years that ApoE2 appeared. So the good thing about ApoE4, it allowed us to come down out of the trees. It's it's a pro-inflammatory gene. It's good news if you've got parasites. It's good news if you eat um, meat that has full of microbes, for example, or you step on dung as you're walking along the savanna and puncture your feet. So great for us millions of years ago. But as you can imagine, with this chronic inflammatory state, although that's good for things like eating raw meat, it is over the long haul uh, prone to give you an increased risk for heart disease and for Alzheimer's disease and other inflammation-related problems. So it's an example of what's called antagonistic pleiotropy, helpful when you're young, harmful as you get older. So what happens is if you now look at who develops Alzheimer's disease, if you have zero copies of ApoE4, then your chance during your lifetime is about 9%. It's not zero, but it's not terribly high. If you have a single copy of ApoE4, it's 30% chance you'll develop Alzheimer's. If you have two copies, it's over 50%. So it's more likely that you will develop it during your lifetime. And there are 7 million Americans who have two copies and 75 million who have a single copy. So it's a concern. Now, in the past, people have said, okay, don't find out if you have it because you just don't want to know because there's nothing you can do. And I couldn't disagree more. There is a tremendous amount that can be done. And, in fact, not only our studies have shown that, but others. For example, this large study out of Finland, the so-called finger study, has shown uh, wonderful effects in prevention of decline. Um, We are the only so far to show reversal of cognitive decline, but there are others that now have shown prevention of cognitive decline. So, in fact, you want to know where you are, and you want to get on a prevention program. And for example, there's a wonderful social networking website, apoe4.info, that um, has uh, about 1,300 members and growing, and they all share information. They all are APOE4 positive. They all share information on this, and most of them actually, uh, almost all of them are on prevention programs and uh, doing very, very well. So a good idea to know because there's a tremendous amount you can do in a number of different areas to reduce your risk of cognitive decline. And so we recommend, just as everybody should get a colonoscopy when they turn 50, we recommend, and I talk about this in the book, how to do this, where to get it, etc., to get a, quote, cognoscopy. I know that's a funny term, but simply to have biochemical and genetic evaluation when you hit 45 or more to look at, you know, am I at high risk and what can I do? What is an optimal program for preventing cognitive decline? Yeah. And I mean, it's a great topic to understand because even if you have the ApoE4 gene, even if you have double copies of it, like you said, it's over 50%. Now that doesn't mean that every single person, that means that there's a lot of people that actually don't get it with that same genotype. So clearly genes can affect what happens with our body, but they're not set in stone. And that's what we're learning is that genomics and gene expression can be altered by things like lifestyle, hormones, nutrient imbalances, toxicity, stress levels, environment, sleep, 
all of these other factors we're learning about epigenetics. So knowing that you have it, if you don't know anything to do preventatively, then yeah, maybe you shouldn't know you have it or you're stuck with it. But if you know everything about prevention and you understand your risk, you can start using other aspects of health and understanding your physiology to reduce the expression of that gene or to offset some of the pro-inflammatory effects that it has to reduce your risk because not everybody who has the gene means that you're going to get it, right? That's exactly right. So the point here is that genes are not your destiny unless you ignore them. <laughs> so you absolutely, you want to check. And, and I should mention, there are examples of people who are 100 years old who are ApoE 4-4. So they're double, double positive copy. ApoE 4, 100 years old, no cognitive decline whatsoever. Exactly. So it is not necessary. And in fact, the most exciting thing for me to see, we have seen a number of people, ApoE 4-4, already down cognitive decline and improved dramatically. In fact, mm -hmm. the woman who started the website, uh, Julie G, uh, is doing extremely well and everybody on the website has their own handles uh, so that, and, and uh, you know, talk to each other and chat, etc. Uh, and uh, the, so she started this. She had already declined to the 35th percentile on online cognitive testing, went on the program. She's now at, at 98th percentile. The most important thing about the results is that they are sustainable. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, she's now over five years into this and uh, sustaining beautifully at the 98th percentile and doing extremely well. And, interestingly, we've had a number of people who've gone off the program and then returned to cognitive decline, have gone back on it, and then done better once again. So uh, it is clearly associated temporally with the adoption of an overall com you know, of an overall comprehensive program for cognition. That's right, and it's not magic. It's nothing, you know. It's based on understanding how the neurons work, how the brain works, how physiology works, how genetics influence it, and creating a set of circumstances in which the body, the brain, the neurons can thrive. And I imagine that is what the 36 different factors that are you, that you have discovered relate to, optimizing the function of the body and specifically of the brain. Exactly. Um, okay, so with that said, um, can you briefly describe the RECODE program? I guess that's what it's called, R-E-C-O-D-E, -E, the RECODE program for reversing cognitive decline in Alzheimer's disease. Exactly. So it was named Recode for, of course, reversing cognitive decline. And the idea here, and everyone will say, well, you know, what's the most important thing? Well, the most important thing is to get the testing to begin with so that you actually know. So the point is that just, again, just as for your heart disease or just for, as for a tumor, it is different for each person. People are complicated. So, in fact, you want to look to see what is actually causing your decline. And, by the way, this is no different if you go in for today and you go to a cancer center, um, it's very possible that if you have a tumor, they will sequence the entire genome of the tumor and sequence the entire genome of the host, you, and tell you, here are the things that are actually driving your tumor. It's typically a number of different genes that are related to your tumor, and they will then try to pull off the shelf specific things that address those changes. They can infer from the genomics. We're doing the exact same thing except that, of course, we don't have a tumor to biopsy. So we currently look at 150 different parameters. Most of these are blood tests, some of them imaging and uh, cognitive assessment. 
But the idea, and 150, you know, again, for a computer is a tiny, tiny number. But compared to what's being done in most centers where you look at things like serum, sodium, and potassium, it's much more expensive. We look, therefore, at what are the different contributors. And we look at, and nobody, by the way, have we found who has fewer than 10 different contributors. The typical person, it's between 10 and 25 different contributors. And it may be things like there may be chronic inflammation. The person may have a leaky gut. The the person may have suboptimal levels of vitamin D, estradiol, pregnenolone, progesterone, testosterone, uh, thyroid, um, you know, DHEA, um, vitamin E, I mean, on and on, B12, homocysteine, on and on. These things all are contributors. And in fact, if you look at the molecular biology, you can see how these things contribute. You can see, for example, that estradiol turns on a specific gene. Of course, it enters the nucleus after it binds to the estrogen receptor, turns on a whole set of genes. One of them is one that cleaves the amyloid precursor protein, which is at the center of Alzheimer's disease, and puts it on the good side, on the side of making and storing memories. So you have this beautiful molecular switch, and you go to the side of making memories when you have estradiol. If your levels fall suddenly, then in fact you can be on the wrong side of this balance. So you want to optimize that. So for each person, we look at all these different variables, and then you can see which ones are actually giving you the decline or the risk for cognitive decline. And then you want to optimize each of those. And again, we tell people we're now going to treat you like a competitive athlete. It's not going to be good enough to be at the low end of normal. Of course, as physicians, you know, we talk about something that is WNL, um, which is uh, we, you know, which is uh, uh, within normal limits. Mm-hmm. Or some people say we never looked. <laughs> but the idea is, you don't want someone just to be at the low end of these things. You want them to be at an optimal level. The old idea of simply saying in an arbitrary way, well, two standard deviations from the norm is going to be, quote, normal. That doesn't have anything to do with physiology. We want to optimize each of these things. That way, you put the person back on the positive side, on the synaptoblastic side. So we do everything possible to reduce the synaptoclastic signaling and to increase the synaptoblastic signaling. And that's when you see these unprecedented improvements. Phenomenal. All right. Perfect timing. We have to take a quick break. Dr. Bredesen, when we come back, I'm going to ask you some more questions about the book and about your research. Fascinating information. Don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Becerra with The Essentials of Healthy Living, and we're going to be back right after these words. Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar number seven actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number seven is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number seven help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number seven says yes. Solgar number seven. Available at Village Green Apothecary. 
New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Today we're talking with Dr. Dale Bredesen and about his new book called The End of Alzheimer's, The First Program to Prevent and Reverse Cognitive Decline. I would say that Dr. Bredesen is one of the first physicians to really bring to the national spotlight a book describing a comprehensive approach to reversing cognitive decline and specifically Alzheimer's disease, which typically is a condition that most people are terrified of because up to this point in time, pharmaceutical companies have not been able to develop an effective single drug therapy for the reversal of it. So most people are just basically told we can give you some things to lessen it, but this will be a progressive condition that we can't do much about and over time get your affairs in order. What Dr. Bredesen has found out through his research over 28 years and applying it clinically with now thousands of patients is that if the right tools are evaluated, the right circumstances are evaluated, and people are treated in a multifactorial way, that they can have the reversal uh, and prevention of Alzheimer's disease. And that is what his book outlines. You can get the book on Amazon.com or on the Barnes & Noble website. You can learn more about Dr. Bredesen's clinical practice, where he actually sees patients in Northern California at the Buck Institute, by visiting www.drbredesen.com. Dr. Bredesen, thank you for taking the time with us today. Thank, thank you, Kevin. 
Okay. So, um, you know, we talked about a little bit the basics of the Recode program. You talked a lot about some, you threw around some different terms. You talked about progesterone and testosterone and DHEA, and you talked about vitamin E levels and vitamin D levels and leaky gut. And you've talked about these 36 different um, factors and these 150 different lab results. So can you describe a little bit to us about like the laboratory evaluation for evaluating Alzheimer's disease? Because like we talked about, up until this point in in medicine, traditional neurology, there's really not much beyond a basic chemistry panel and a few other simple tests that a doctor will use. It's more of a clinical diagnosis based on memory scores and, and whatnot. How does your laboratory evaluation for an Alzheimer's patient differ? Yeah, that's exactly right, Kevin. So the point here goes back to the fundamental nature of the disease that we've studied for so many years. And what we found is something surprising, that in fact what we call Alzheimer's disease is actually a protective response. That's just the opposite of what it was thought. It is a protective response that your brain makes to three fundamentally different insults. Number one, anything that gives you chronic inflammation. So if you've got uh, chronic Lyme that's undiagnosed or herpes simplex, or you've got uh, P. gingivalis from your oral bacteria, for example, or too many trans fats, too much sugar, all of these things, leaky gut is another one, all these things can produce a chronic inflammatory state. And your brain then makes the amyloid because beautiful work out of Harvard showing that, in fact, your amyloid, this amyloid that collects in the brains of Alzheimer's patients is an antimicrobial. So that's what we call type 1 Alzheimer's. And then the second thing is it also does the same if you have decrease in trophic support, nerve growth factor, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, estradiol, testosterone, pregnenolone, progesterone, thyroid, vitamin B12, all these sorts of things, vitamin D. If you withdraw these things, especially suddenly, then in fact you downsize your synaptic network. You've got this amazing synaptic network, but it downsizes if you don't have the support. That is type 2 or atrophic or cold Alzheimer's. And then type 3 is you're making this amyloid because you are being exposed to toxins. And if you want to you know, bind toxins, amyloid is a very good binder. Mercury, copper, iron, mycotoxins, toxins produced by molds, all of these things. So you, in fact, are protecting yourself when you're making this stuff. Now, unfortunately, it's also downsizing your synaptic network. So you have a, quote, disease, but the upstream part of this disease is the insults that are causing you to make the stuff that we then refer to as Alzheimer's. So instead of just trying to get rid of the stuff, you want to get rid of the actual causes. And there are, as I say, often many of these. So absolutely, you want to start with asking is there chronic inflammation? So you want to know your HSCRP. Everybody should know their HSCRP. You want to know your IL-6. You want to know your albumin to globulin ratio. Are you in a chronic state of inflammation? You want to know if you have leaky gut because that's something that's extremely common and is very fixable. So you want to know all those. Then for the type 2, you want to know your vitamin D level. Is it suboptimal? You want to know your vitamin E level. You want to know your homocysteine. You want to know your pregnenolone. These are things that are often suboptimal, especially as we age. These are things that can be addressed. And then, of course, you want to know 
whether you've been exposed to toxins, this is something that's very common and it's not evaluated in most cases. And so many of us are being exposed to these things. We don't even know it. We then start suffering cognitive decline and we're told, oh, you have Alzheimer's, it's mysterious, there's no reason to get it, we don't know why, etc. Well, there's a very good reason to get it. You've got this chronic exposure and if someone simply bothers to look for it, they will find it. And until you remove that exposure, you are not going to get better. So that's why it's so critical to look at all these things and to address all of them. Yeah, that is exactly what you talk about when you look at it as a multifactorial condition. You can never get the kind of results that you're getting by just focusing on something like the amyloid. We discover that that is there, and then all of the research and all the focus goes into how do we get rid of it, not realizing or really understanding the fact that amyloid also occurs in healthy brains. It's the accumulation of it or the inappropriate deposition of it that really seems to contribute to the cognitive declines, whereas a healthy brain actually make it. So is it the enemy or is there some other type of functional abnormality that's occurring in the body that's actually resulting in the amyloid improperly being deposited, correct? Right. That's exactly right. So the the key here is this is part of your innate immune system. That's that's what it is. So in fact, as you know, you there are two parts to your immune system. The innate immune system is essentially the older part of the immune system, and it is the more non-specific part of the immune system. So when you're exposed to various pathogens or you have an inflammatory state for any reason, you call out your innate immune system first. It's the first responder, and you know imagine that you've got uh, you know uh, thieves coming out stealing something, um, the first thing you notice is that things are gone. So you say, oh, wait, we're in a state of concern. So you do nonspecific things. You lock all the doors, you turn on the, the alarm system and sort of, but you don't know who it is at first. That's like the innate immune system. Then when you actually see on the closed circuit cameras, oh, now we see who it is. Now we're going to have something specific to go after that person. That is the adaptive part of the immune system. Now you make the specific cellular responses, the specific humoral responses, to go after that pathogen, whatever you you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So it's that first part, the innate immune system, that includes the amyloid. Yes, it's a wonderful antimicrobial, um, as I mentioned, uh, as uh, Dr. Rudy Tanzi and Dr. Robert Moore have shown in uh, their elegant studies. So as long as you've got something that you're responding to, as long as you've got the pathogens there, you're going to make this stuff. Now, if you don't have them there, you make a small amount of amyloid, and you're clearing it beautifully and everything things good. But when you're now chronically inflamed, you're making this stuff. And as you indicated, it's now collecting. Mm -hmm. And you've got more and more and more of this stuff. And you're downsizing your neural network. Because unfortunately, in addition to being this wonderful antimicrobial, it is also an anti-synapse, basically. So you're you're now pulling back on these synapses and losing synapses over time. So again, you want to identify these things. You want to get rid of these pathogens. And you want to enhance the ability of your immune system to clear these pathogens and reduce the inflammation. And so, I mean, 
because so much focus has been put on the amyloid plaques and trying to develop therapies that actually deal with the amyloid plaques, my question to you is with the RECODE program, is there things that are specifically geared at the amyloid plaques? Or as I imagine, it's probably more as you regulate physiology and brain function normalizes in these detailed areas, the plaques start to clear themselves. Is that, is that a fair statement or can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so it's both. So, so the point here is, you know, people have always looked for the silver bullet for each disease. This is now silver buckshot. You mm-hmm. have to think differently. We have to look at all the different targets. So absolutely, you want to start as upstream and as physiological as possible. So if you've got a leaky gut, you want to heal your leaky gut because that's the upstream. That's the thing that's driving the process. And again, we've never found a person who has fewer than 10 different contributors to the underlying process. Then, as you indicated, now that you've removed what's causing the plaques, you want to help remove the plaques too. Yes, as you said, they will slowly, slowly go away, but it's going to be a long, long time. So one of the things that actually binds to the amyloid and helps to remove it is curcumin. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you know, taking that by itself, uh, pretty good, but you want to do it on the background of all the other things. So reduce the cause of the problem, then reduce the problem. Curcumin is one of the things that, that does that. Reduce the inflammation, resolve the ongoing inflammation. So there's so-called specialized pro-resolving mediators that can be used for that. And by the way, we go, we go through all of these things in the book, all the tests that you should be getting, all the things that you need to do to reduce the problem and reverse the problem, and then, of course, the different physicians who are practicing this, etc. And then you have to build back the synapses that have been lost, and nice work out of MIT over the years uh, by Dr. Wortman showing that, in fact, you want to include citicoline, you want to include DHA. These are important for synaptogenesis. Mm-hmm. So there are all of these things. And by the way, another important thing for synaptogenesis, BDNF. You can get BDNF in a number of ways, and one of the good ways to get it is exercise. So in fact, you can increase your BDNF through exercise. Mm-hmm. So there are critical things to do, again, all impinging chemistry that is driving the process and that you want to reverse. Exactly. Thank you for explaining that. We're going to take a quick break, Dr. Bredesen. When we come back, we're going to have a few more minutes to wrap up this conversation and have you share with us some other really important information. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after these words. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Bridging the gap between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. That's the concept behind Zymogen's new exclusive and patented line of formulations, which utilize sophisticated delivery technologies to focus on specific molecular targets. The Zymogen EP line features Immunitix 3.6, a potent ingredient that has demonstrated a measurable ability to prime and enhance immune cell function. Applications include immune system support and support for white blood cell recovery following radiation therapy and other bone marrow affecting treatments. Now available at 
Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formula supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Want to save money on vitamins, herbal remedies, and other health care needs? Then visit Village Green Apothecary during our big summer sale. Through July 14th, you can save big on vitamins, herbal remedies, and other nutritional products. Save 30% on our popular top quality pathway brand, save 25% on other supplements, and save 20% on body care products. At Village Green, we have just what you need for a healthier lifestyle. Stop by Village Green Apothecary's big summer sale, 5415 West Cedar Welcome Lane. Welcome back, Bethesda, everybody. To the essentials of healthy living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Today, we've been having an amazing discussion with Dr. Bredesen, who has wrote a groundbreaking book called The End of Alzheimer's, the first program to prevent and reverse cognitive decline. And um, we've talked all about some of the fundamental concepts of the program. You can learn more by uh, going to Dr. Bredesen's website, Dr. Bredesen, B-R-E-D-E-S-E-N.com, and you can purchase his book on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. So Dr. Bredesen, let's kind of talk a little bit about real life here. Uh, we're talking about all these concepts related to the program and, you know, help us understand really how it works. How many patients have you actually treated? Because as we were talking about on the break, which we're not going to get too much into, there's always going to be people that are a bit skeptical. It's not double-blind placebo-controlled. These are multifactorial treatment approaches. They're a little bit harder to study in what's considered to be the gold standard of medical research evaluation in this day and age. Talk to us about the stories, the people, how many people, you know, the objective tools you use to evaluate. Give us an idea of the personal side of it, the actual medicine side. Great point, Kevin. So there are over a thousand people who are now on this protocol, and actually we are in planning stages for uh, for controlled studies um, with both Cleveland Clinic and uh, Providence Healthcare. Uh, and you're right; it's going to be difficult because it's a multifactorial. It's not a univariable, and that's that's the way diseases work. They are typically multifactorial, very commonly. Uh, and uh, um, and the majority of people show improvement, but there are a lot of important variables here. The later you are, in, although we've seen people even in late stages show some improvement, the later you are, the more difficult, and of course, the less you do of the program. So compliance is an issue, and we uh, typically recommend that people use health coaches uh, because they can help you to get on this. No surprise, just as it occurs with cardiovascular disease, the more you do with the program, you essentially have to kind of live the program, and it takes takes three to six months. This doesn't change you overnight. This has been a long process. Typically, you have changes in the brain for 
typically 10 to 20 years before you have these symptoms. So this is a long process, and it takes a long time to get better, three to six months to see some changes. But then we see unprecedented changes, and you continue to tweak. You continue to add. You don't give up after three to six months, and you want to you know, live the program for all these different pieces. And let me give you an example um, one of many, um, this is a 73-year-old man, came when he was actually 69, so he's several years into the program now. PET scan proven uh, Alzheimer's disease uh, was uh, it had fallen from, uh, and we use things, the typical sort of neuropsych testing. Uh, he had gone from 84th percentile, for example, in his memory studies down to 3rd percentile. Major problems, could not remember people he'd met, these sorts of things. Had documented his decline over the years. APO E4 positive, so he had the major risk factor for this disease. So a very typical story. Um, and he's done exceedingly well on the program uh, and in, back to normal um, and, in fact, uh, has returned um, back to over the 80th percentile um, in his scores. Uh, and, for example, his uh, auditory memory scores went from uh, 13th to the 79th percentile. Um, back at work full-time. In fact, he's opened a new office um, and, in, you know, in all respects is doing uh, better than most of us in terms of his cognition, uh, despite the fact of having, uh, you know, well-documented uh, Alzheimer's disease. So in these sorts of stories we're hearing again and again and again. And Which of is course, a pretty unprecedented outcome. What's, what's that? Which is a pretty unprecedented outcome. Yes, and as we published in 2014 and 2016, um, these are unprecedented outcomes. So they, these have not been described before. So we're very excited. But again, I would, would emphasize not everybody gets better, especially the people who are farther along, especially the people who don't adopt the program. Uh, and by the way, it's harder to treat type 3 than it is to treat type 1 and type 2 and type 1.5 Alzheimer's disease. And I go in again, I go into all that in the book. So, um, you know, you can't expect every single person. But this is the beginning. This is just the beginning. Yep. There are many, many more things to be done, and we're looking at those sorts of things. Yeah, well, I'm sure some of the issues in such a complex multifactorial treatment plan also has to do with compliance, because I know that sometimes, you know, Alzheimer's patients can have other changes related to their mood, related to um, other things that make them uh, obstinate or make them sort of not in a great mental state. And it can be difficult um, unless they have a good caregiver to remember to take the right nutrients, to do the right things, to engage in the right activities that I'm sure incorporated into the program. That's absolutely correct, and that's where health coaches have a huge role. Mm -hmm. And again, seeing the metabolism improve is associated with cognitive improvement. So this is where you can follow and see are people doing the right things and getting the right benefits. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we only have a couple more minutes left, Dr. Bredesen. Any other major points that you'd like to bring up or anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we have to sign off for the day? Well, I think the the point is just that this is this is the beginning. There, I think, fair to mention, you know, there there will be pushback, and and you know, my argument to people is the the best way uh, to express controversy. Uh, if you if you don't agree, if you if you if you look at the book and say, you know, I, I don't agree with this, or I don't agree with that, go ahead and treat some people and make them better. Do better than we've done so far to advance. The whole point is what we've provided here. Um, is essentially an antithesis. There's been the synthesis, the standard approach, um, which has not worked. There's been our approach, which is now showing improvement. Let's all develop a synthesis. Let, let's all develop the next 
phase, mm-hmm. which will work even better. That's going to be the way I think you know, we're all interested in the same thing. How can we reduce the global burden of dementia? This is a massive, massive problem that is going to bankrupt Medicare. 45 million Americans of the currently living Americans are set to get Alzheimer's during their lifetimes if we don't do something about it. This is a huge global problem. And for the first time, we can actually do something about it. Let's work together to make it better to continue to optimize this and make it so that we have a reduced burden of dementia. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for dedicating your career, your research to solving this issue. I'm sure 28 years ago you were seeing it, but as time has progressed, the importance of the work that you're doing is even becoming more evident as we have this you know, large baby boomer population that's moving into older age, and we're seeing more and more rates of Alzheimer's and dementia. So again, you can learn more about Dr. Bredesen by visiting his website, drbredesen.com, D-R-B-E-D. E-S-E-N, and you can get his book on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. It's called The End of Alzheimer's, The First Program to Prevent and Reverse Cognitive Decline. Dr. Bredesen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the show this morning. I know you're very busy. Your book just came out two days ago, and you're doing lots of press, so to take the time today is much appreciated. Thank you again. Thanks very much, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. All right, everybody, that wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back again next Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living. We wishing you all the best of health until next time. Take care. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.